Hello and welcome to the Panelized Prefab Kit Home Building Show. With me is the president and founder of Landmark Home and Land Company, a company which has been helping people build their new homes where they want, exactly as they want, across the nation and worldwide since 1993, Mr. Steve Tuma. Steve, how are things going over there at Landmark? Yeah, it's a busy day. We're having some fun. A lot of people uh, building interesting homes, nice families, building unique homes, fun homes in uh, different parts of the country. Yeah, your job of just just helping people design their new home, that's got that's got to be a, little, a lot of fun, just helping people get into a brand new house. Well, it is. It's interesting. And even after, what, since 1993, every single project is interesting because it's it's not just a house that someone's going to live in. It's, it's, it's their home and... It, it affects the way they live. It affects their relaxation, their good days, their bad days, the, the hobbies they have, and, and their attitude about life, their savings, their retirement. It's a, it, it's a big move, but, uh, you know, we try to simplify it so people can get a, get a house that they enjoy at, at the price that makes sense for them and, and works on the land and, you know, our plans uh, make it easy for them to get permits. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's a lot of fun because you're, you're transforming uh, people's lives by mm. by getting it done properly. That's pretty cool. Um, I thought today we'd talk just about uh, general design and and some of the things I've read through some of the questions that uh, potential customers have have uh, sent to you guys, and I thought some of them might be interesting to cover. Uh, not so much specific questions, but just uh, general overall um, inquiries that people make. Like, let's talk about structural design and. Uh, and um, design details. Can we get into that a little bit? Yes, a lot of people uh, think, you know, you just get some wood together, have someone give you some rough idea about, oh, this beam works here, and this post works there, and this stud works there. And But there's actually a, a little bit more of a science behind it to make sure that the home is structurally sound. There are more and more areas that are um, requesting engineer stamp plans. Mm-hmm. Uh, just for snow load situations, high winds, hurricanes, flood situations, earthquakes, you know, and, and whatever it may be. And what's happened previously, if people had put houses together, maybe they failed or haven't been as good as possible. So they request uh, structural engineering. And a lot of people kind of think, well, that's just a guy stamping something. Mm-hmm. You know, I could just go buy a set of plans and, you know, have someone stamp it. Well, that's not really structural engineering. Structural engineering is actually doing calculations and justifying why the components of the home are strong enough, making sure that the truss design is properly, making sure the foundation design is properly. So some some areas of the country, they don't require it on simpler homes, but if you get into something more complex where the site conditions or the natural conditions like wind speeds or snow loads or earthquakes are bigger, the the building departments will want it generally all along the west coast uh most of colorado uh, you know anywhere along the east coast now with the hurricanes will will require it and then we've run into spots in other parts of the country where where the building departments require it sometimes because they just want to know that it's done right kind of pass the buck to the structural engineer involved so that that's what we like to do is make sure that the structure is right so um, what I want to do is get rid of the myth that structural engineering is someone that just stamps plans. No, they're actually doing calculations. They're generally conservative, so beams will be a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. The connections from the floor or the foundation to the floor to the wall to the roof will be reinforced. And uh, 
everything will be justified. Now, there's also other situations where people are getting into different designs. Uh, homes with 10, 15, 20-foot tall ceilings. Chalets with big glass walls. They need a lot of reinforcement, so it's good to know that it's built properly mm-hmm. to make sure that it's structurally sound. Uh, a lot of people think um, you've got to support the snow or, or the roof going down to the ground. Well, there's other things like winds. You can have a wall that's 20 feet tall. Well, that wind, if it pushes against her, can bow the wall. People say, well, what's the big deal? Well, then you end up with cracked windows or cracked drywall. It's better to avoid oh, that. Right. So the, the proper design of that is, is, is what we help people with. And I think they'll find it to be uh, uh, very important in the longevity and maintaining the value of the home. And not just that, but making it easier to build and making sure that the uh, the building departments give you permits. Mm. You know, it's something I wanted to, to I, I had just heard about it recently. It's something I wanted to ask you about. Um, it's something called the Wildland Urban Interface. I, I want to know what it is. Why is why is it important and how does it affect the uh, overall home design? Well, every year the fires in Colorado and the West Coast are getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. You know, for, for whatever reasons that, that they're started. And what that basically is, is a situation where you're you're creating a home that has fire resistant materials fire resistant roof shingles the eaves are covered uh, cement board siding stones different situations like that different design elements that are resistant to it a, a lot of people don't realize it but an ember from a fire can fly 2 miles wow it it when i first heard that i was like this is mm. crazy what it's, are you talking about doesn't it blow out i mean a birthday candle nuts. blows out right. you know it's yeah, like it's nuts. like how how does this happen so what what they're doing is they're they're developing regulations to make homes that are resistant to the fires and we had one up in paradise it survived everything around it burned the house now, that you guys built up in paradise yeah we helped a customer they they, they built it and mm-hmm. i i thought with the the mass disaster up there the campfire that it it was gone and they said steve it survived and i saw saw, saw a layout from cal fire and it was the only house within blocks i i'm not quite sure i mean we did a good job designing it but there probably had to be a little bit of luck there mm-hmm. but we we do work to make sure that it's taken care of so in this family's case it saved their house. Wow. Just a little bit of design, making sure you have the right roof shingles, the right window situation, mm-hmm. the right types of siding, the, you know, the right types of uh, defensible space and things like that. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a very important thing. I mean, when I first heard wildland urban interface, I thought, okay, we're keeping bears out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, but it was, uh, you know, it's it's a situation to make it safe and, uh, you know, the interaction of communities as it goes into. Uh, you know, wildlands, you know, mm-hmm. wooded areas, open areas, whatever it may be. So mm-hmm. uh, we're, we're able to, to help people with that to make sure that the home complies with the regulations and then make sure that the house is uh, built properly. And for those of, of our listeners who aren't aware, Paradise, California, in Northern California, um, this past summer was completely wiped out. I mean, virtually wiped out by a, by a major fire. Um, every, I think it's the biggest one ever. Yeah, every storefront, every laundromat, every garage, everything just completely... except for our house. Ex- <laughs> well, it's not something to laugh at, but of course, um, we're happy that uh, 
that the house that Landmark built or that the Landmark uh, customer put together is still standing, and, and they're one of the very few. So that uh, that says a lot about Landmark, I would think. Pretty cool. Um, let's, uh, let's talk about um, something that will be near and dear to the carpenter's hearts <laughs> out there in the audience. Let's talk about uh, the differences between 2x6 and 2x4 walls. What are the benefits and the pros of, and cons of each? Well, generally, most people today will build with a 2x6. There are some parts of the country where there aren't a lot of structural engineering concerns or the insulation doesn't have to be as high. So generally, 2x4, you're going to save some money mm-hmm. you know, it's just because the materials are actually less so that so that they, they cost less. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people go through that. And in the areas where there's a, a climate that doesn't have the extremes, you, uh, you can justify it or if energy costs are, are low. Pretty much every house that we build is 2x6. Uh, it's stronger. It allows more space for insulation. It helps with resale value because people ask for it, and uh, it it's just a, a stronger situation for uh, you know su- supporting the home. So generally, two by six construction is is the the way to go. Sometimes people come through and say, "Hey, I heard about value engineering. I could you know I could go two by six instead of sixteen inches on center." We could space the studs at twenty four inches on center. Oh yeah, wow. Yeah, and they 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 uh they're working with with the idea that hey that that's using less wood. It mm-hmm. does use less wood, but depending upon the the code application for your area, you may or may not be able to uh, to do that. Mm-hmm. And then there's other situations that happen in the insulation finishing of the home where where it can be a little different. But basically, two by six walls are are the way uh, people do it. Sometimes they'll go two by four in the garage to save a little money because that's generally not a heated area right. in all in all situations. But we we like to go through and make sure that uh you know we we've got a well built home, a solid home. Uh, we kind of consider the framing system that we supply uh, the skeleton, you know, and Steve, like, you know, if you have a bad back, it, life's a little harder. We like to know that your house is a solid home so that it, it retains its value. It looks good. It's comfortable to live in. Mm. So it's not moving about like an old man. Exactly. <laughs> Hopefully it's not moving at all. That's the idea. <laughs> uh, let's go from the walls now to the, to the floors. Floors are pretty darn important in a house let's talk about uh uh floor joists what are they and what are my options as a as a home builder generally the options are dimensional wood like two by tens and two by twelves which are are very common Mm -hmm. Uh, sometimes people go with an engineered eye joist or an open web floor truss so the dimensional wood the two by ten two by twelve they can be spaced in certain increments and they have limitations on the span uh the eye joists can their engineer they can span a little farther as as the open web floor trusses Mm -hmm. sometimes it's not a structural issue but a convenience issue in in the the construction of the home an open web floor truss you can actually run ductwork through it plumbing and electric Mm -hmm. so it's easier for plumbers electricians heat people to install their their items into the home, uh, some of those more and more people are getting into clear span areas. They want basements, you know, twenty six feet wide without posts in them mm-hmm. for entertainment rooms, workshops, hobby rooms, whatever it would be. So in those cases, you you go beyond 
the capability of dimensional wood, the 2x10s and 2x12s. So you go to iDroids or open web floor trusses. Um, sometimes people prefer the open web floor trusses because it'll allow you to have a taller finished basement ceiling. So if you have an 8-foot basement cement wall and you have to put ductwork underneath the floor system above it, you might lose a foot of your ceiling oh. in certain areas mm. with a soffit. So it makes it a little bit less usable. Now, it's still usable, but there's soffits running around or dropped areas. It's not a big deal, but some people say, hey, I, I want a big walkout basement. I want to have usable space. I want to make it feel like a regular part of the house. So mm -hmm. in those cases, the, uh, the open web floor trusses will work, where people just want a larger span at a lesser cost, the, the eye joists will work. So that's that's one of those conversations that we have. Like I mentioned previously, how's a family using their home? What's their intent? What's their budget? Where, where What are they going to do with it in the future? A lot of people will have a basement with the idea of a future bedroom or a mm -hmm. future workshop or home office. So we have to design the home to have proper egress windows, but also the proper structure so that they can do what they they want. We've got a lot of customers that uh, have hobbies, whether mm -hmm. it's restoring old cars, sewing, gaming, wood shops, whatever it may be. So uh, these different floor systems allow us to design the usability of the home. Um, a lot of people are, uh, are, they'll do like garages with living space above it. You know, for toys, jet skis, oh, boats, right. yeah, motorhomes, bigger trucks, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. And with these different floor systems, we're able to get rid of some of the uh, the posts and beams, sometimes all of them, so that it works. St Steve, I'm sure you've done it. If, if you're pulling a boat into the garage, that post is always in the wrong spot, no right. matter where you put it. Right. So this allows us to uh, have, have bigger clear span areas for people to uh, enjoy the space. Mm-hmm. I'm going to uh, throw an overall at you because uh, you've been getting uh, your company for for uh, one reason or another. You guys uh, are asked the question of layouts uh, in your design. There's like plumbing layouts, electrical, heating uh, layouts, ventilation and air conditioning layouts. What are these exactly and, and how does Landmark tackle that? Well, basically what it is, is like an electrical layout will show where the electric sockets are, where lights are, ceiling fans, different circuits, different circuits for kitchens where you need dedicated circuits or layouts for front door lighting, yard lighting, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So an electrician could look at it and know what work he needs to do, but also so a building department understands what what's being done. So that'll happen for electrical layouts. They'll also ask for some building departments will ask for plumbing layouts or mm -hmm. your contractor might just to know, hey, where's the water coming in? Where's where's it servicing in the house and then how's it leaving and, you know, the sewage system and where is it going to? So they'll want to know uh, for layouts where to place a, a toilet in the floor system in the slab, a cement slab or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. And then the same thing with heating, ventilation and air conditioning. HVAC, HVAC, some people may call it. And in some places, they'll just want to know, hey, where where is the furnace? Where is the air conditioning unit outside? And it's simple. But what's happening is more and more people are realizing that, hey, stuff isn't always being done right. Mm -hmm. 
So sometimes people will go through and say, hey, what's the price to heat and air my house? And someone will say a certain price and someone else will be higher and someone else will be lower. Well, the idea is to make sure that it's done right. So since there's been issues before, some building departments are asking for pipe sizing and plumbing, load calculations for electrical to make sure that there's enough power going into the house, but also calculations for the heating, ventilation, and air conditioning systems to know that furnishes are sized right so that someone isn't getting a lowball quote just to find out that it can't heat your home properly. Mm-hmm. So um, that's where we're able to help is if someone just needs a simple layout, we can supply it if they if they request or the building department requests or their contractor requests the different calculations, pipe sizing for plumbing. And, and plumbing also includes gas piping. You know, it's not just water. Mm-hmm. Um, we can do those. We can do the electrical load calculations, but we could also do the uh, HVAC system as well. And it's pretty rare, but more and more building departments are asking for it, what they call the manual J, S, and D. There are three different um, calculations that have to be put together. The manual J is to calculate the heating and cooling loads, like what needs to be done to this house, how much air, how much heat will it need. Mm -hmm. The manual S is sizing the equipment to know that, hey, you need a furnace of 1,000 BTUs or whatever, Mm -hmm. or a 2-ton 14-seer air conditioning unit. And then a manual D shows the duct layouts to make sure that the air is heated or cooled properly and then removed from the house and circulated properly. So the key element to that is you don't want to pay for a furnace and find out it's not big enough or it's too big. Mm. Too big of a furnace will will eat up energy as well. Right. So Or to make sure that the duct work isn't done right, to make sure that air can't be properly distributed and circulate around your home so again it's a little bit of plan work up front uh to to make sure that things work properly um as as you know people are using more and more power even you know bigger tvs more tvs more computers kitchen appliances now some of them are becoming more and more efficient but the thing is it just seems that houses have more and more uh utility needs Mm -hmm. so that that's what uh that's what that is. You, you want to make sure that those things are, are designed properly and, and we can help whether it's a simple design or an, or an engineered calculation to justify the plumbing electric or the uh, HVAC systems. It's very important to know it's done right. So let me see if I got this straight. So I can't just build my house and then start thinking about where the electrical wires and the heating and air conditioning will go. We we don't suggest that. We we don't suggest that. You know, as a as a funny little analogy, that that's kind of like going to the grocery store and saying, "Hey, let's get food." <laughs> and you know, so so a guy goes and gets you know hamburgers and chips and beer to watch TV, and then the wife's thinking of cooking a salad and chicken. I mean, you, you should have an idea of what what you're doing. Yeah. So, it's uh it's a situation where you want to go through and. Uh, you know, understand what you're doing. That's what the planning phases are for to know what, to know what it is. Uh, the, the, the time you spend up front planning it properly will help with permits. It'll help with your schedule. It'll help keep you on budget and it'll help with your sanity as well. Uh-huh. You're, you're not doing changes. You're, you're just following a, a well-planned home and, mm-hmm. uh, pe- people will learn to, you know, that that's the best way to do it. It's, 
it, it makes it easier for them. I, one of the things I, I'm hoping that we achieve on these podcasts is uh, to let people know just how knowledgeable you are and everyone over at uh, Landmark Home and Land Company. You have so much knowledge and you know what you're talking about. And that's got to be a comfort to somebody who's sort of going into a situation like a deer in the headlights and <laughs> building a new home. So, Well, that, that's exactly right. Like the heating and air conditioning situation that I have, someone... Someone might say, hey, I can save you $1,000. Well, are you really saving $1,000 mm-hmm. if that furnace is going to eat more fuel? Mm-hmm. Or if your family's not warm? Mm-hmm. No, you're not saving money. You're, you're, you know, it's going to cost you more money in the long run. So, so doing it right the first time is the way we like to do it. Great. So we're going to bounce out of here. And um, just want to thank everybody for joining us, joining us again on the Panelized Prefab Kit Home Building Show. Um, before we go, of course, Steve, uh, as always, please uh, let us know how to contact you guys at Landmark Home and Land Company. Well, we have our website at lhlc.com. That's just four letters for Landmark Home Land Company. It's actually Landmark Home and Land Company, but it's lhlc.com. You can call us at 800-830-9788. You can email Mike. They can work with people initially at Mike at lhlc.com and i could be contacted at landmark at lhlc.com we're very responsive and customer service oriented we enjoy what we do we want to help people build their house properly um and i I, we're also on like facebook instagram pinterest twitter and uh youtube nice well all right there you go so for steve tuma and myself Thanks again for joining us on the uh, Panelized Prefab Kit Home Building Show, and we will see you next time. Have a great day.